Black True Crime is a podcast that researches and discusses murders committed by Black offenders. It is a podcast that anyone and everyone is welcome to enjoy, but it may not be enjoyed by anyone and everyone, so listener discretion is advised. Now, without further ado, this is Black True Crime. Hello, everyone. Hi, everybody. I'm Kayla. And I'm Kristen. And welcome to... Oh, shit. And this is Black True Crime. If this is your first time here at the show, friend, welcome and hello. Come on in, have a seat. We're ready to play. We really are. Today's case has me so excited, y'all. I probably had the most fun that I've had in a while researching a case. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I'm really excited to jump right into it. This is going to count as the second episode that I was supposed to release last week. Please don't be on my head, y'all, because at this point, <laughs> I say I'm going to do stuff, and if I don't do it, I'm going to need y'all to just ignore it, okay? Don't also, my DM sh- fucking y'all, because at this point, I'm about to start telling y'all stuff. Also, Kayla, stop saying stuff that you're not going to do. I am. I mean, I was going to do it, but, you know, shit changes. Anyway, stop pressing me. Love y'all. It's going to happen. Just ride the wave. And before we get started, I just want to remind you that we're going on tour. We have, what, like eight live shows, I think? Nine live shows coming up. So we're really excited about it. Get your tickets as soon as you can because we're going to stop selling them by March 1st, I believe. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yes, visit BlackTrueCrime.com. It's the only place you can get them right now. And actually, you can use discount code CPT for Color People Time because that's what I be on. (laughs) <laughs> and get 20% off. So hurry up and do that. It's going to last until the end of this week. And yeah. No, she didn't. <laughs> okay, now we can get started. Sister, are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do this. Okay. In 2022, one of thousands of TikTok sounds made its way around the app, so much so that the sound went viral and reinvigorated interest in the brutal murder and shocking confession that was its origin. So without saying too much, join us as we discuss the woman that, when asked if she would kill again, answered, quote, I hope so, Mm. Angela Simpson. And thank you to all the listeners that requested this case. This was a highly requested case um, from, honestly, since we started the show. So we finally got to it. Okay. Is it shocking that I don't know what TikTok sound you're talking about? No, not shocking at all. But I'm really happy that you don't know. (laughs) So this is all brand new to you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Angela Simpson was born on November 29th, 1975 in Columbus, Indiana. Kristen, do you have anything for us in regards to black history? I do. Hey, y'all. It's me. I brought a little tea for you guys regarding a beautiful black woman named Nichelle Nichols. Do you know who Nichelle Nichols is? No, probably not. Well, Just to let you know, she's a Star Trek actor. She's known for her role as Lieutenant Uhura. Um, And she started back in 1966. So for all of us Star Trek fellow weirdos, period. And the funny thing is, I've only watched like half of the show, but because I'm a Star Wars fan and I'm a sci-fi fan, I already root for it. Okay. Ain't mad at it. Yes. So she started back in 1966, but she continued to, even 
play the voice of Lieutenant Uhura all the way in 2022. Uhura. I love that. Her accomplishments went beyond the screen. She was a singer. She was an actor. She was a dancer. Period. Mm -hmm. And she actually loved science. So she worked with NASA to basically have this collaboration where she encouraged people of color and specifically women of color to join NASA's team as astronauts, scientists, you name it. So she was a five-star B. So she was a five-star chick. And we love someone who can transcend the screen to actually be about what she preaches about. And so she actually joined with the NASA administration or NASA's whatever, whatever, to do that. (laughs) And I applaud her so much. Uh, So she worked with NASA from 1977 until 2015, which really she's just a bomb individual from Robbins, Illinois. Okay, killing the game. Long story short, Nichelle Nichols was phenomenal, and she passed away in July 2022 at the age of 89. Wow. So, Nichelle Nichols, we love you. We appreciate you and how you were able to do live both lives, entertainment and research and science, nerd, period, all day. And you was cute. And we respect you and honor you today. That was dope, Nichelle. Rest in peace, Nichelle. Rest in peace, Nichelle Nichols. And thank you, sister, for that trip down history lane. Mm-hmm. Alrighty, so Angela Simpson, born in Columbus, Indiana, 1975. Not much at all is known about her childhood, and I read that she's actually had contact with a lot of people. So she's one of those people that likes to get letters in prison and stuff like that, and um, she doesn't really talk about it. She actually refuses to talk about it. So mm, Okay, she has some business of her own. She was, she was secretive for sure. What we do know is that she was diagnosed with mental health issues extremely early in life and started spending time in mental hospitals at the age of 10 years old. Wow, Angela. Yeah. It's giving that little boy, the six-year-old that shot his teacher, he needs to be in somebody's facility, not in a regular school. Also, thank God she was not, like, killed or murdered. Yeah, right, right. And... I don't know if you guys have heard about any updates with that case, but apparently the administration was, I mean, the teacher asked the administration for help with that student a lot of times and it fell in deaf ears. So, yeah, really sad. SMH. So she had the furthest thing, obviously, from a normal childhood and turned to drugs very soon after she was released from the mental hospitals. So from what I read, she started doing drugs when she was like a preteen to teenager. And these are the type of drugs that had a hold on her that made her like start robbing and stealing and doing fucked up stuff to support her habit. Okay, so Angela's probably 12 years old, robbing and thieving. Okay. She was very, very, very young. And she completely skipped what we would expect most young girls to be going through, like, you know, thinking about boys and having fun in that way or dolls, for God's sakes. And it got to a point for Angela that she started engaging in sex work to pay for her habits and just to make ends meet, you know, to have some place to live and all that type of stuff. So where were her parents in her life at this time? We don't know. I mean, Mm. I'm going to kind of get to it like at the very end because I found something that she actually wrote about recently that kind of speaks to that. But obviously, they weren't a huge part of her life. Mm -hmm. And she never had a real job, by the way. All she knew was the streets, stealing money from other people and selling that pussy, you know. Mm. She got how she lived. I'm not (laughs) condoning it, but I'm not hating on it either. Okay, Angela. We -hmm. wish you could do better, though. Yeah, yeah. I wish she was exposed to better for sure. 
So during her time as a free woman, Angela would end up having four children. Children that she refused to talk about by men she refused to ever speak of. So. Oh, wow. (laughs) This is different, though, because usually people that are killers and you know are interviewed and stuff they love telling all telling all about their stories like it gives them like a ego boost yeah no she had that stuff locked down when she did interviews all she really wanted to talk about was her crimes and like how salacious they were Mm. and we're gonna get to that girl she's choosy Mm -hmm. most of what is publicly known about angela comes from one specific interview she did that we're gonna be listening to a little bit of later And she only ever seemed to want to talk about, like I said, the details about her cases and the fucked up shit that she did. Not actually anything about who she is as a person. Well, that tells a tale. and I don't know what that means yet, but that mm -hmm. tells me something. I just think she was raised in a way of like, keep all that soft stuff, you know, deep down. Maybe she just wasn't, you know, in an environment that was like, let's talk about our feelings and our experiences. And who we are as Mm -hmm. people. Exactly. Maybe she's lost herself. Hey, she doesn't seem to hate herself. She does, I mean, she doesn't have too much of a qualm about how she turned out <laughs> when it's going to become more evident soon. She did, however, confirm that abuse, violence, mental illness, and even going to prison was considered the norm in her family growing up. Okay, here we go. History. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So with us knowing so little about homegirl Angela, we have not much of a choice other than to just head on straight into what she did and why we're talking about her today. Okay, let's get into it. So let's talk about the man that lost his life at Angela's hands. Terry Neely was a 46-year-old physically disabled man. He was also described by people that knew him as a little mentally challenged as well. So they could relate in that way. But he was overall... (laughs) What? Mentally challenged is a whole range. Was he slow? Was he he listening to people inside of his head? Like, there's a spectrum here. Fair question. Fair question. I think he was just a little bit slower. You know, he, uh, yeah, wasn't all the way there. But he was overall a very friendly, like, chill type of guy. And he could only get around via an electric chair for the most part. So he could walk, like he had use of his legs, but not for long periods of time. So he needed help with his everyday tasks because of his limitations. And because of this, Terry was living in an assisted living care facility. But despite his physical limitations, the facility's security footage showed Terry leaving the building at around 8 p.m. by himself on the night of August 2nd, 2009. Okay. In a wheelchair? Yeah. It, but it was a- electric, you know, so he could, he wasn't like wheeling it himself. It was a vehicle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ripping and running, Terry mm-hmm. was. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that video where they're like, um, you know, put it in reverse, Terry? Have you seen that <laughs> video? Because this <laughs> this black man, he was in like a motorized wheelchair and somebody was setting off fireworks. But Terry was not moving, and he was right next to the fireworks, Kristen. So the fireworks are going off, going off, and they're yelling, Oh, Terry, Lord, Terry, put it in reverse, Terry. Me and Terrell <laughs> crack up at it. <laughs> no, I haven't seen it, but it sounds hilarious. I'll send it to you later. It's really funny. Okay. <laughs> Rest in peace, Terry. I'm sorry. Okay. So everybody is trying to find Terry. The police are questioning people at the facility, trying to see if Terry had any enemies that would, you know, try to harm him or even kidnap him. And they had no luck. 
Everybody seemed to like Terry and couldn't understand why someone would want to hurt him. Well, did it, they did they know that he was hurt at this point or were they was Terry just missing at this point? So Terry was missing at this point, And I don't think it was really like him to just up and disappear. I know he spent time outside of the assisted living facility um, and in the neighborhood because he was doing some stuff we'll talk about in a little bit. But it was obviously out of the norm for them to be this concerned. Okay. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, they weren't concerned enough to officially report him missing. So that'll come up a little bit later. So when it came to reaching out to family members, police hit another dead end because Terry didn't really have any family. So they have absolutely nothing to go off of. Oh, Terry. Yeah, because the next time we see Terry, unfortunately, is three days after he went missing on August 5th when the Phoenix Fire Department responded to a call around 5 a.m. that there was a fire in the parking lot behind Covenant of Grace Christian Fellowship Church on 9th and Peora Avenue. Oh, and by the way, guys, sorry if you hear like a demonic dog barking in the background. It's because my neighbors are straight from hell and so is their dog and I hate them both. Okay, so at first... <laughs> I, if I could, yeah. So at first, authorities thought it was just like a routine trash fire set by some badass kids or possibly by terrible neighbors. So they didn't really think about it too much. But when they got closer and they started putting the fire out, they noticed what looked like the burnt body of a man inside the trash can. Oh, Lord. She burnt Terry. She burnt Terry up. And that's when the firefighters called the police in as the church parking lot had now become a crime scene. Mm -hmm. Period. So because remains were so charred, charred and identification was just not going to happen based on just looking at the victim. Mm -hmm. And like I said earlier, since the assisted living facility had never officially reported Terry missing, the police really didn't know where to begin the investigation. That's already a strike one. Why did you not report him missing? He's been missing for three days. Exactly. Now, you may be thinking, okay, can't investigators, like, identify his body based on dental records or fingerprints, right? Well, the fingerprints were kind of burnt off, mostly burnt off. I don't know if it was beforehand when he was, you know, being killed or based on the fire, but it was kind of like a touch and go with those for a while. And they couldn't use dental records because the killer had ripped out all of his teeth. Was this post-mortem or pre-mortem? Pre-sister, pre. Oh. She tortured Terry? Yes, and we're going to throw up very soon about it. Oh my goodness. Rest in peace, Terry. Rest in peace, Terry. I don't think anyone really deserves this. I don't think so either. So it was evident that one of the arms, one of Terry's arms, was partially cut off and both of his legs were cut off. So mm -hmm. she but sat there and mutilated this man. Yeah, she was going to dismember him. And we're going to talk more about what happened to Terry in a little bit, but just like, just post-mortem, he went through hell too. So just imagine what he went through before he died. So the killer, we know who it is, was really trying to make sure he wasn't ID'd. And it made me wonder like, okay, did she have a connection to him before? You know, this wasn't just like a happenstance type of murder, right? This was kind of targeted. Right. So remember when I said there were parts of Terry's fingerprints that were left on his body? Like, mm -hmm. you know not completely burnt off while the medical examiner meticulously pieced them back together and was able to get a fingerprint that was, I guess, useful enough to be able to identify the deceased as Terry Neely. Can you just imagine how long that took this examiner? Like you have to examine the whole body and then you got to go in and put piece by piece the fingerprint. 
kudos to you i was about to say it's gonna they don't get paid enough that's for sure period the medical examiner reported that terry's cause of death stemmed from an extremely brutal attack he was hit in the head with something heavy multiple times he had been stabbed over 50 times his teeth were ripped out his throat was slit oh my god he had y'all this part is just He had a three-inch screw implanted in his forehead that was, like, not screwed in, but hammered in so far that it went through his skull and was lodged into his brain. Kayla. Kristen. She's disgusting. She's sick. She straight up terrorized this man until he died. She tore that and no, no, he didn't die from these wounds, which is the worst part. All of these wombs, sorry, wombs, all of these wounds he experienced before he died. And the examiner noted that many of those wounds, Kristen, were already in the stages of healing before he died. Okay, so let's break this down. Yeah. So Angela's a freakazoid, a freak of nature, because she sat there and took her time with this man. This man who's already in a wheelchair, already disabled, already mentally challenged, and she's doing piece by piece, breaking him down, hurting him to the point where his wounds are healing and she still has time to keep inflicting more. Yep. And he's alive. And he's alive throughout all of that. And yeah, so his official cause of death was listed as strangulation. He was strangled to death with a TV cord. So I'll mention it later, but she literally just got bored with him after a while and just ended it. Wow. That's a testament to how much the body can take as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't even know if one tooth was pulled out. I'm I'm giving up, Kristen. I can't do this. I'm (laughs) over it. No chance of survival. Oh, my God. 50 times she stabbed him and he was alive? Yes. Slit his throat, but not enough to kill him. Screwed a screw into his head. Hammered a screw into his head. And he's alive. Yeah, girl. This is sick. Mm -hmm. Who does she think she is? What movie does she watch? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Twisted, man. Just fucking twisted. So this case was dubbed by investigators as, quote, one of the most heinous homicide cases the department had ever seen. Doesn't surprise me. And this is in Phoenix, Arizona, if you guys don't remember me saying that. Mm -hmm. Now, remember, investigators don't really know where to start looking for Terry's killer because at first they didn't even know who Terry was. So they appealed to the public in a press release for help. And they also canvassed the neighborhood around that church where Terry's body was found. And that was the 9600 block of North 12th Avenue. And a witness told police that they should take a look at 33-year-old Angela Simpson. Oh. Mm-hmm. So right off the bat, they're like, yeah, look at her. Something, something's off. Something's off with her. And the witness said that they seen her with Terry several times in front of the apartment complex, like hanging out and doing drugs together. Okay, so Terry did drugs. Terry. Yeah. We're going to learn a little bit more about Terry. Just a little, though. So following up on this lead, investigators would learn that Angela and a man named Edward McFarlane, a.k.a. Cracker, uh, called himself Cracker, Kristen. Look at him. He literally has Cracker tatted across his throat. So Cracker is nothing to be played with. Cracker looked like he has a a metal plate inside of his head. (laughs) Of you. 
Cracker looked like he auditioned for the role Bane from The Dark Knight Rises. I'm like, Cracker definitely is giving vampire mixed with werewolf, Resident Evil. Like him. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> like, oh my God. Cracker is looking like I have super strength. Mm-hmm. I will murder you where you stand with one hand. Mm-hmm. It looks like he chews, he chews on nuts and bolts. Look at his they- eyes peering into my soul. I won't look at them. So Cracker. <laughs> Kraka and Angelo were actually arrested earlier that same day for an armed robbery they had allegedly committed together. Mm-hmm. It's not alleged. They did do it. Mm-hmm. And this witness, who was apparently the manager of the apartment complex, spilled even more tea to the police. So he claimed that Kraka had confessed to helping Angela dispose of Terry's body after she had killed him. Okay. And he said that they threatened to do the same thing to him if he ever told anybody. So I read that either it was Kraka's car or Kraka and Angela asked the the witness to use his car. And then they used his car, returned it, and then threatened him. If you tell anyone we did this, we'll kill you. Either way, <laughs> they helped each other dispose of the body. Okay. And what is have... Angela rolling with a do like Kraka for? I have no idea. Angela, Let's look at Angela again, bitch. Nut. Nut, nut. Absolutely nutty. Yeah. Look at her eyes, Kayla. She's unhinged. Yeah, not all the way there. She looks like she would have played on the movie. She looks like she was in Smile. Kayla, don't take my freaking thing. I was literally about to say that. I'm so used to wearing glasses. I was about to like shift them because they're not there. (laughs) Oh my God. She looks like she would have played on Smile. It originated with her. Yeah, it's giving a little bit cat in the hat as well. So. Oh, facts. Dr. Seuss all day. Big forehead. Mm-hmm. She still looks like, in a way, a child. Yeah, she does have some type of innocence, but then I'm going to show you another picture of her, and then you're just going to be like, well, good Googly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. If you're on Patreon, you see it. She looks like, what's that thing called? If? <laughs> what? That thing, the clown. It? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Look at her teeth. Deranged. Absolutely deranged. And when I was in this part of my case, I'm like, why do people always snitch on themselves? Like, even with, you know, 21 Savage, how he was just on Clubhouse talking about, we killed 30 of y'all niggas and none of our niggas die on this side. It's like, sir, <laughs> the police, they be listening. Like, why do they do that? I don't understand. So Angela snitched to the apartment dude? Is that what you're talking about? No, Cracker did. Cracker snitched to the apartment dude and was like, oh, yeah, kind of bragging about it is what the uh, the manager said. And he was like, yeah, I helped her get rid of this body, da-da-da-da-da. So it was just like, why do they do that? Don't you know if you want to keep a secret? Only two can keep a secret if one of them is dead. Oh, Kayla, don't quote Pretty Little Liars. Don't it's you do the truth. that. It's the truth. Mm-mm. Hey, you guys, I'm just back once again this week to rave about Magic Mind and the amazing effects it can have for you on a daily basis. Like I told you guys, I'm not a coffee person. I'm more of like a tea girl. And the Magic Mind drink kind of gives like this matcha green tea type of feel. It also has like vitamin D3 in it, turmeric, vitamin B, a lot of amazing things that really help you stay focused throughout the day, keeps your energy up. And helps you relax as well. So you're not like, you know, you don't get the jitterbugs like you do with coffee. 
So if you guys are interested in trying Magic Mind out, I highly recommend it. And for a discount, use our code BLACK14 for 20% off your purchase. Okay, now back to the episode. Now that police had some pretty credible information to go off of, they started asking neighbors and residents in the complex if they knew anything about Angela, Cracker, and Terry. So like, you know, the nature of their relationship. Right. And according to a lot of people, Terry and Angela were pretty close. Like they seemed to spend a lot of time together. They had some things in common in the sense of like both being criminals and both have spent time in jail and enjoy doing drugs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They sound like best of buds. They sound like great people. I also read that Angela was working as a sex worker at the time and that Terry was acting as her pimp. (laughs) I'm like a pimp in a motorized wheelchair. I don't think so. Maybe he was a client. I was about to say he was more like a trick, not a pimp. (laughs) Definitely. Definitely. I'm cracking up. And if Terry was a pimp, he could have been a pimp in a motorized vehicle as long as he had a strap. I don't know. Angela doesn't give to me at all that she would let a man like Terry, obviously no shade, you know, have one up on her. No. If anything, it seems like Cracker would be her pimp. Right, right, right. And that was not the case. Mm -hmm. So the next thing police wanted to do was get to Angela's apartment and see if there was any evidence to substantiate these claims. And almost immediately, there was. So before they even got up to the front door, Kristen, they could see an abandoned electric wheelchair in the front yard. Strike 3000. (laughs) Kayla, that's Terry's motorized vehicle. It's Terry's motorized vehicle, Kristen. And we already know he can't go far without it. So where is he? Oh, yeah, he's burnt up. In the dumpster. Rest in peace, Terry. Rest in peace, Terry. And that was essentially all they needed to call in a warrant and search the entire apartment. So once inside, they could see that the carpet had been ripped up. They found nose pliers, a stand-up mirror, a chair or two, um, a gallon of bleach, and a lot of blood. Oh my gosh, she ain't even clean. Ugh, mm-hmm. filthy. Wasn't even trying to really cover this up. So at this point, Angela did it, and the police know that she did it. But like all investigators, they want to hear it from the horse's mouth, and they really wanted a confession. Mm-hmm. Well, Kristen, she gave it to him. Just like that. Oh, yeah. So Angela was already in custody, because remember, she was arrested for the armed robbery. And investigators confronted her with the evidence they had and basically asked her if she killed Terry. Mm-hmm. Y'all, Angela not only admitted it, she was laughing about it while she was eating a candy bar. And she said she killed Terry because he was a snitch. Oh. hmm According to her, Terry had snitched on someone that Angela saw as undeserving of it. So she said basically he snitched on a righteous person. That was her words. Mm. So she lured Terry. T- Terry. She lured Terry to her apartment under false pretenses of free sex and drugs. So she said she was just going to, you know, have sex with him for free. And then after that, they could do some drugs. So she knew Terry was going to come over. Mm -hmm. It's not giving pimp. It's giving trick. Very much so. Because I'm like, where where is Terry getting money? You know, he's in assisted living. Right. And free drugs. Terry's probably supplying the drugs if he was a pimp. Right. Right, right, right. So after she got him to the house, she tortured him for three days. And to add an extra level of sadism, Angela admitted that she positioned Terry in front of that stand-up mirror we mentioned that was at the house so he could watch her do what she did to him. Wow. She said, quote, I think she said, quote, 
I wanted him to watch his self getting what he deserved or something like that, or derivative of that. I'm Just like, cold. he didn't even snitch on you. No. Like, you ain't even talking about this dude as your friend. You're talking about a righteous person. Like, what person, do you know about even, being righteous? Didn't even snitch on anybody that she knew. But she was like, he was bragging about being a snitch and all the time. We're going to, I'm going to talk about it a little bit more. But basically, Terry was killed for no reason, in my opinion. Basically, Angela been waiting to snub somebody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So she was feeling herself and even admitted that it wasn't the first life that she'd taken. So she basically oh. told him, like, you know, this was, this ain't my first rodeo. But she took that back later. She was just trying to, like, make it Big make up. herself sound more poppin', yeah. Mm-hmm. She told police that Cracker had nothing to do with the murder, even though he had already admitted to being involved. Mm. So, yeah. Later, he would actually end up being her co-defendant, and she was saying that she was really upset that he would lie and say he was more involved than he was. So, yeah, I don't know why he would do that, but there was no evidence ever found that Cracker actually helped her kill Terry or anything like that. So he should have just shut his mouth. Is he mentally yeah. challenged, too? No, but look at him, Kristen. Do you think he's okay? No, he's not. Cracker looks like I belong in prison, and if I'm going there, I want to come in with the story, with the bang. Ugh, Cracker looks like Aryan Brotherhood tattoo on his head as soon as he gets in there. Like, if he wasn't so crazy, he would be a track. Kristen, goodbye. <laughs> goodbye, bitch. Goodbye. I was trying not to say it. I knew it, but I see the but look in was, your eye. He was, I turned my head this way, and I saw it. Doggone, I had to say it. He's not ugly, but, like, disgusting. Ew. <laughs> so she said she used Cracker's car to dispose of Terry's body, and that was the extent of Cracker's involvement. Mm. She admitted every excruciating detail of what she put Terry through. She said once she got him in the apartment, she immediately started hitting him in the head with a tire iron. Then she beat him with her bare hands, hammered the screw into his skull, slit his throat enough to cause pain but not to kill him, which is like, oh first God. of all, how does she even know how to do that? This is her first time killing somebody. I told you, she's been watching movies. Like, she's been in mental insane asylum since she was 10. The girl has yeah, seen some out. things. Yeah. Sick. It's crazy how, like, you go somewhere for rehabilitation. You know, like, jail, prison, mental hospital, and you come out even more fucked. Mm-hmm. She didn't feed him or give him water or, like, bathroom breaks. So he was just, you know, doing all that right there in the house. And as time went on, Angela got bored of him and just decided to strangle him to death with the TV cord. That's when she started dismembering him, starting with his legs and then his arms, but she got tired and just said, fuck it, put his body in Cracker's car, drove it to the church, and you know the rest. Dang, Angela. Cold-blooded. Killer. Yeah. According to Angela, Terry admitted to her that he was not only a snitch, but a CIA informant. And that he'd put a lot of people behind bars because of this. Kayla, I don't please get out of here. I don't believe he was saying all that. Why would he say that to a batch crazy woman? Like, I know she gives the vibe of she don't like snitches. So why would he even brag about that? I don't know. Ain't no CIA informant out here doing all of that. No backup that he's missing for three days. Nobody's checking in on him. Girl. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, she's a it little gotten nuts, a lot so. more. Att- <laughs> it would have got a lot more attention if he just up and vanished. I think. Fact. If he was, you know, so closely plugged in with the CIA, but which is like the CIA doesn't even operate on on American soil, so he wouldn't even be here anyway. And would they use motorized vehicle operatives? 
I, I mean, mean that would be cool. I mean, it would it really be would. nice. I, I would. The last thing I would think is a crippled being in the CIA informant. No shade. Period. He even threatened to turn her ass into the police. And I guess that's when she was like, yeah, I'm going to get rid of him. I don't believe that he said that. But no. I don't know the guy. And he was struggling mentally. So who knows? And if he was saying that, did he think that was going to get him out of the situation with Angela? I don't know. I don't know what he thought. Like I said, maybe he was trying to impress, but he obviously didn't know who he was talking to or messing with because she was not impressed. Mm-mm. If anything, she's the agent because she's she's torturing you like she knows something. Right. So Angela Simpson was charged with the first degree murder of Terry Neely, kidnapping and abandonment or concealment of a dead body and was facing the death penalty. Ooh. Okay, yeah. Arizona. Which is something, by the way, she fully understood that she deserved. She didn't think that that was too harsh of a sentence. Oh, okay. But on March 22nd, 2010, instead of taking her case to trial, Angela pleaded guilty to the charges and was sentenced to life in prison without parole. And what? she remains in jail to this day. Okay, so Angela was like, lock me up, throw away the key. I did it. Yeah. I really don't care. I really don't care, Kristen. It's, that's... All I sense on this woman. She doesn't give a damn. But I also sense from the interview clips that I'm about to play that she was really into talking it up, right? Like she loved the attention. She loved to, the wow factor and mm -hmm. to feel like she was shocking people or making them uncomfortable. Like she found power in that. And I think you guys are going to kind of see that from this clip. So the interview that I'm going to play first took place the day that Angela was sentenced to life in prison. Actually, no, I'm going to play that one second because that's the clip that everyone kind of knows her for. It's the one where she's like bragging about killing him. It's on TikTok. Women are like voicing it over and putting in. I don't know why the fuck it popped off on TikTok, but people are sick and weird. Anyway, I didn't use it. I didn't think it was cute. But I'm going to play something that is an interview that not many people I have seen actually mention at all. It was an interview that was taken soon after she was arrested for the crimes. Let's see it. And if you guys want to see the full clips of both of them, I'll include the links in the description below. But I'm just going to play parts of them because they're kind of long. And here we go. What did you do that you would consider torture? Ripped his teeth out. That's my favorite. How'd you do that? With some needle nose pliers kind of rip you know what made you think of that what made me think of it to do that prior tooth pain pretty agonizing yeah i thought maybe i could distribute that anything i can do to help put a snitch down is my pleasure so it was your pleasure when you committed this murder <laughs> see that's kind of up i'm thinking i don't know what my lawyer would say if i answered that straight out hold on yes yes it was but uh yeah it's pretty rewarding work it's great for the soul what were you trying to get out of it? He thought it was funny that the people he had snitched on would never get out of prison. So I wanted him to know how funny it was that they didn't need to. Is it hard to chop up a human body? Nah, not really. You'd be amazed. It's quite simple, actually. You should try it. It's only a felony six. Knock it down to a misdemeanor. Dismemberment is a, it's a really low chance. Tromos are definitely, definitely beyond any doubt the worst and most vile creatures on the planet. Yes. Snitches then would come in second, and cops would be third. Yeah. How about people who murder other people? What about them? Where do they fall? 
in where? In your hierarchy. Of badness? They don't. <laughs> you want to throw murderers in with cops and chomos? Are you serious? <laughs> You're kidding, right? <laughs> you can't put murderers in a category with f***ed up people. That doesn't make any sense. Rest assured, if somebody killed and they had a reason to do it. You need to be looking at the dead mother not the mother that killed it. You had any guilt about any of that stuff? Right? Guilt, yes. I'm overrun with remorse. <laughs> Kayla. <laughs> Kristen, I obviously don't like her. But something about her is just a key. Like, I, I, you know she's trying to get a reaction. Right. We know this. But it's just like, wow. The way she's Am doing I it just... so unapologetically. Like, it, it, she really gives me the black girl from Orange is the New Black. <laughs> Which one? There was several. The one with the braids who's a little nutty. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's definitely giving her... With the big eyes that will look mm -hmm. at you. Yeah, I know what yeah. you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. And she, so in that same interview, she actually showed them some pictures that she would draw in her cell. And I'm going to show you guys some. If you're on Patreon, you see it. So this one says pigs in a, or pig in a, yeah, pigs in a blanket. So you can see inmates pouring, like, what looks like gasoline or something over uh, I guess a policeman that is wrapped up in some type of tarp and they're also holding a gun at it. Mm. So that's pretty dark. And then another one she did, she calls this one. Um, I forgot what she calls it, but as you can see, there's a bunch of inmates attacking an officer. They're putting a broomstick in the officer's ass. It's just a lot. <laughs> okay. So Angela, you are off of your rocker. Right. Yes. But part of it, yes, she is doing for show. She wants people to believe that she's crazy. She mm -hmm. is willing to go the long way to convince them. And yep. But sh the whole remorse part, I don't see a lick of remorse on her face. And if she does have it, she hides it deep down where the last piece of her soul lies within her. Krista, she was cracking up when they asked her if she had remorse. She said, I yeah, know. I'm, I'm writhing with guilt. <laughs> like she was, I think she's demonic. Kristen, yeah. Mm -hmm. In that same interview at the beginning, she goes, people think I'm, like, of the devil. Like, you know, I'm a part of the devil. Isn't that beautiful? That's what she said. And it's then she crazy. had the to be like, murderers, where? Where am I putting them? Was <laughs> effed up people? Are you joking? Like, Chris, she belly laughed when they even suggested that murderers being in the same category as cops, child molesters, and snitches was even a thing. She thought that was completely ridiculous. I feel like that's the definition of interviewing a demon. Yeah, she's pretty sick. But the thing is, she is fully aware of what she did. She mm -hmm. fully understands, does mm -hmm. not, isn't offended or affected by it. And I'm going to play another clip from the interview that everyone is really familiar with and kind of gives you more um, insight on how she felt and on her manipulation. So here it is. How do you feel about spending the rest of your life you know, I got a lot of family in prison, and uh, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I got many sisters in prison. I can't wait to see them. 
it's really not that much of a punishment to be sentenced to spend my life with my family. Do you family. care that anyone feels sorry for you? Do you want anybody? Feel sorry for me. Yeah. Do you, should, should the people who are watching this say because she had a bad child? Of course not. Because she had, has mental illness? Of course not. No. That we should feel some sympathy for you? No. You would not have that? I want no sympathy, no. What Then, then do you care what anybody thinks? No. Angela Simpson and what no. you put down? You believe him? Do you think he really was a snitch? Oops, if he wasn't. He's white trash. Somebody had to take it out. That's it. Was there a racial component to it? Oh, there's always a racial component. Okay. And what do you mean by that? I'm not going to elaborate on that at all. Okay, but, but the fact that you were, you were uh, a black woman and he's a white guy, that factored into your killing him? Yeah. I wouldn't kill another black individual. Would you, if you had that moment to live over again? I'd have kept him alive a week. But you would have still tortured him and killed him. Oh, I'd have tortured him for a week, yeah, instead of three days, definitely. So your only regret is that the torture didn't go on any longer. Right, and I regret not killing my other victim. I should have killed him, too. I just didn't have time. I had to go somewhere. And tell me who that other victim was. Joseph Van Tress for the armed robbery. Yeah. I should have killed him, but I had to go. Will you kill again? If the opportunity arises, I hope so. Okay, let's, we're done. Are you done? Yeah. All right. Thank you, Angela. Good shit, dude. That's going to be crazy, isn't it? <laughs> That's going to be wicked. Make it look good, please. Kayla, she was having a ball. I know, bro. Like, it's, it's sick. It's sick. And then even at the end, how she's like, you know, completely switches off that whatever facade she was putting on before and she's like oh my gosh that's so cool like make me look good she knew what she was doing she's a very smart woman i think yeah she may have like a mental imbalance and she may be on some medication for you know certain things that's going on but that doesn't mean she's dumb and i think people kind of associate mental illness or disabilities with being dumb and that is not the case I was just about to say, is it mentally ill for someone to not subscribe to the normal societal way to be like everybody else? Is that called mentally challenged? Because that sounds like that's what she is. Like, she chooses to not give a dame mm -hmm. about anything <laughs> or anybody's opinion. And she's going to do her. And matter of fact, it's like she wants to be the worst of the worst on purpose. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I feel like she revels in, like I said, the shock factor revels and scaring people and i don't know man it's wicked i i've never i would love to know what she was diagnosed with i would love to find that somewhere because you know she's very high functioning and maybe it's just a sociopath like mm -hmm. something as simple as that you know mm -hmm. absolutely crazy and for her to be like you know well if he was wasn't a snitch oops <laughs> like whoa I, I, she, I was about to say, when she did that, she did it so fast. She said it so Oops, fast. If Oops, if he, if he wasn't. Good Lord. She's sick, but something about her, I can't lie, I kind of like. Ugh. I just think you like the unapologeticness yeah. about her. Yeah, I do. I think, and like the trolling part. Because like, you can tell she's kind of like, she's smart and she's manipulative and she you know, didn't waste her time and take it to trial when she knew she did it. She said she did it and that was it, you know? So I don't know. Obviously I'm not a fan or anything like that, but I'm not as disgusted with her. Maybe that's just something morbid about me, but you know, she's disgusting. I'm just, 
a little fascinated. I'll, I'll say that. I still think she's being fake, though. Like, at the yeah. end, she was like, good, dude, make that look sick. I'm like, do we even really know who Angela is? No, and we never will. We never will. And she's changed since then, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit. So in an earlier interview, so the first interview that I played, um, it was obviously longer. And in that interview, she was asked if she thinks something is wrong with her. And after giggling, she said, quote, I think something's wrong with the world that I live in. But according to other people, yes, something is wrong with me. Mm, you see (laughs) and when asked if she had anything to say to the victim's family she said quote they shouldn't have bred what they bred Mm, mm, mm. so yeah no remorse i don't know if she has remorse to this day definitely didn't find her showing any from the research that i did but yeah crazy bitch all right angela so you're all well it's too late now she's in jail forever but i wonder like if in jail is she gonna meet someone just as crazy as her And what would that look like? We're going to get to it a little bit. So this case was also used as an inspiration for the writer of the show called Killing Eve. I know some of you guys may have heard of it. Some of you guys may have watched it. It's with my girl from Grey's Anatomy, the woman that played uh, Sandra Oh. Mm. Sandra was in there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the writer said she was fascinated by how Angela could switch from being like this cold psychopath to more jovial and kind of like, you know, childlike. Mm-hmm. And use that hair trigger characteristic to help create Villanelle's personality in the show. Wow. So, mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty interesting. And when I was looking for an update on Angela, I found a page created on her behalf on a site called wireofhope.com. And it shows an updated picture of Angela. So now she's 46 years old. Well, yeah, she'll be turning 47 this year. She has converted to Islam. This is a picture mm. of her. If you're on Patreon, you see it. And her hijab and everything. Okay. And she's married now. So her name is Angela Simpson Hodges. She found a man. I don't know how. No. Hey, love is love. (laughs) And I was shocked to see that she shared a little more about her childhood than I was able to find anywhere else. And it reads, quote, I have an adoptive mother, two adoptive brothers, and an adoptive sister. I also have a biological mother and sister. My biologicals, whom I have never met, but have exchanged letters with my mom and spoke to her on the phone, find me unworthy of contact due to my being half black. Mm. I I would think my being a murderer would be a slightly more reasonable excuse not to talk to me. I must have gotten my IQ from my father, whoever that is. She's she's a smart hoe. Like (laughs) she might be mentally unbalanced or imbalanced but she is not dumb no 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 very far from it and she's a she's a little jokester you know as you can Mm -hmm. see she she likes she has a morbid sense of humor that's for fucking sure she also talked about how she has written a book i didn't care to look up the title and she received a paralegal certificate in jail and is using it to now file a civil suit against the prison for what how they the treatment because even in her even in her first uh, interview, she mentioned how they just, you know, they're not doing what they're supposed to do as far as, like, respecting their rights and giving them what they need in there. So, mm-hmm. Did she mention if Islam has changed her life, changed her perspective on things? She did mention that it at least has calmed her down a little bit, I guess. Like, let me look. Let me actually go click on it now. So she says her Muslim name is Shajaya Iman. She said... <laughs> 
I have been down for 13 years. <laughs> she said, I have recently published a book. I spend my time as wisely and productively as I know how. So she said, I live in a cell with a Muslim sister and I'm generally very content with my life. There are problems in here naturally, but I try to view them as tests and lessons and I attempt to gain knowledge from them all. So, Okay. So it she's a person like- that needs that type of structure in mm-hmm. a prison. I'm glad she's not in there, like, wreaking havoc, ruining people's lives. But then again, she could be. This is just something that she wrote about herself. So, mm-hmm. you know, who knows the truth? But, yeah, that is our case for this week. What a nutty one, I have to say. What a psychedelic hoe. Wow, Kayla. This one was, like, it wasn't rigid. It wasn't, you know, it was still gory and gross. But the yeah. fact that she brought some humor into this had the nerve to bring it in some humor into this. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably why, you know, she went viral or her sound went viral on TikTok. Because I think people, no matter how disgusting something can be, mm-hmm. people will always try to find something gross, funny, or something like you don't understand and you can't comprehend. There's some yeah. type of humor to it. Yeah, I also think, like I said, the shock value, like it's so shocking that people, you know, gravitated to it and wanted to make it a thing. I know some people were even using it as like a joke toward their significant other for a sound with that, which I don't think is fucking funny. But hey, people have different sets of humors, whatever. At the end of it all, a man lost his life very horribly. And that is completely wrong. Angela is batshit. And what she did is completely wrong. But, you know, people find pleasure, humor, whatever, in a lot of different things. So who are we to judge, sister? I'm not judging. But I'm disgusted. disgusted. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And with that being said, what did y'all think about this case? Let us know in the comments. You always do. Mm -hmm. We got an opinionated crew. And we love y'all so much. We hope we see a lot of you guys when we go on tour starting April 1st. Our last tour date will be May 22nd. I made that up. I don't know what day. We don't. You guys go check it out. BlackTrueCrime.com. Get your tickets. Use code CPT. C is in color. P is in people. T is in time. For 20% off. And that's pretty much it. We'll see you guys on Thursday. So with that being said, before we go, before we go, be safe, protect protect your peace and and protect protect your space space so we don't don't have have to to cover cover your your case. case. Love you guys. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the show. You can stream all of our episodes on Amazon Music, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And if you enjoy the show, please leave us a five-star rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and even Facebook. It's the best way to help the show grow, and it's completely free. For bonus content, you can find us on Patreon. And for more information about the show, you can visit BlackTrueCrime.com. See you next time.